Let's roll. To quote one of the best Office episodes, uh, The Deposition, uh, quote, I am out of carrots. I'm out of sticks. Mr. Johnson and Mr. Hazelton have time and time again proven themselves to be an unmanageable set of employees and poor coordinators. I recommend they be removed from their positions and reassigned to other schools where they belong, end quote. Uh, things are not good for us, and um, it's, it's bad right now. And if you told me yesterday that we would have given up 27 points to Maryland, I would have told you, okay, then we won, right? You know, we won 34 to 27 or something close. Hell, 28-27. Uh, this is, this just sucks and it's going to get worse. We, we are here at the game where I was hoping that we would be four and one heading into, and we're two and three this and, but I'm not nearly ready to give up on Mel Tucker. I think that's just one of the dumbest things our fan base is doing right now is there is a sector of them growing impatient with Mel Tucker. And I plead you to look at D'Antonio's 2009 season and uh, remember what happened after that, because it got pretty amazing for a couple of years. That's all I have to say right now. I'm, I'm way more cooled down than I was like going into that space that Brett said that Brett started and you did Spartan on. Cause like, I just started going at that one guy, like saying that we should put Kim or, um, or Hauser in right now. And I'm just like, I just start kind of screaming at him. What good would that do right now? And he just kind of, kind of went back. So I apologize if that guy's listening. Um, you guys can go, whatever. I'm, I'm over this shit right now. So um, I, I'll say this. Um, at least they were uniquely bad yesterday, right? They were bad in a unique way. Um, they were, um, they weren't bad how they usually were bad. So at least they're providing content for us MSU podcasters, right? At least yeah. us, uh, Ryan and Tim, Sheehan, uh, John Kirby, and um, Austin Smith, Austin C. Smith, and you know all those uh, can't read, can't write. At least like we have something different to talk about. Um, but it was very clear. Um, that it's very clear that that both coordinators um, are not the long-term answers for, for Michigan State football. Um, part of being a, a coach, right? Any coach worth their salt can go, okay, my starter is injured. I can look at the next guy up and go, I trust you to do all the things the starter can do. And if he can't do all the things the starter can do, you tweak the game plan in game uh, in order to suit the guy playing. A good example of this came yesterday from Nick Saban. Bryce Young goes down. Uh, they bring in Milrow. He's not as gifted a thrower as Bryce Young. So they go, okay, we're going to key in on the run. 
And lo and behold, they they come out and they continue. They they beat Arkansas because they didn't panic and they trusted their guys. I'm not sensing a whole lot of trust right now between between the staff and the players. I feel like there's not a lot of of positive, a lot of positive reinforcement. And I could just, I'm probably pulling a Maddie Rose and talking out of my ass here. Uh, but I'm, I'm not sensing that there's a lot of faith in the players from the coaches on the sideline. So Carter, I, I don't know. Yeah. Carter go. You, you're, you're up. Bud. Yeah. Um, I went into uh space yesterday and I actually said that as well Jay Johnson especially um I think we've we've known for a couple weeks for actually a a longer while than that that Scotty obviously doesn't trust his defensive backs that's why they keep playing this super soft coverage um but yeah I mean it's it's pretty clear that that Jay Johnson doesn't trust Thorne to throw the ball and I feel like Thorne gave him a little bit more reason to yesterday for most of the game. I mean, Thorne came out looking really sharp. It was just the, it was just that last drive at the end of the game that I think his biggest issues were. Um, but on that, on offense, you have Reed, you have Coleman, you have Mosley, you have Daniel Barker. That is four guys right there who you can trust to get the ball to no matter what the down and distance is. And that's what I don't get because maybe it's Thorne, maybe it's Jay Johnson. I don't know. Either way, like there's just way too much sling into the sideline to the running back. There's just way too much checking down. It's infuriating. Not taking chances. So, and I think that that's hampering the offense coming into this game. Maryland's defense was ranked like 98th (laughs) in the country or something terrible. And, and by those numbers worse than our own. I wonder what it is now. Believe it or not, yeah, we probably gave him a a good a good boost, <laughs> but I didn't think Maryland's defense was that good. But they looked like world beaters for a good deal of that game because outside of the opening drive touchdown and the touchdown right before the end of the half, Michigan State's offense looked just absolutely lifeless, and I think that comes from the fact that they continuously lose at the point of attack, <laughs> the line of scrimmage, uh, that you know the the. The offensive line just doesn't get a push, and then you run the ball, and then you're forced to go air raid. And against most good defenses, you're not going to be able to consistently win that way. Um, and that's kind of the thing is where we are at with Peyton Thorne. Like, no, he isn't playing well at all. But the same, but at the same time, no, Kim or Hauser would not be better. So we're just kind of stuck. Um, the fact that your defense gave you enough chances to win that game in the second half, and you did is next to nothing shows a lot of issues with Jay Johnson and where he's at right now. He just doesn't trust his guys. His guys aren't executing for him. It's all bad on that side of the ball when there, I do actually, yes, I do think there were improvements on the defensive side of the ball yesterday. There there were, and this is the game where like the warts of the defense showed up at the beginning, but they kind of smoothed themselves out later on. Um, and you, you could clearly see what has been wrong with the offense this entire time come to light even more because the defense wasn't like 
I mean, they got shredded for 500 yards, but they only gave up 27 points. So, you know, people are going to automatically gravitate to the offensive coordinator and justifiably he should. I mean, I don't know how many times I was looking at the TV going, what is Tyler Hunt doing out there? Again, what is Tyler Hunt doing out there? Like three, four times I did it. And, oh. The the defense. Was that a a Packers passing touchdown? Yes. Fuck yeah. I might have hit the ground. Oh, they call it incomplete. Sorry. It hit the ground. Um, God damn it. (laughs) Sorry, Lucas. It's all right. Um, I. I don't know. I don't know what to think about this team anymore. I mean, I, from what FPI said when I was talking with uh, Zanjo and and Ryan, uh, we're favored to win three more games still, which blows my mind. We're favored to win Wisconsin. They're bad. They are really fucking bad. Yeah, they got worked by good old Bert last yesterday. Um, we're favored to beat obviously Indiana and Rutgers. So. The projections say five and seven, but I'll believe it when I see it. I think this is a four and eight team at best. The the wheels have completely fallen off the bus. The bus is careening down the side of the hill, and there is no stopping it right now, unless we somehow miraculously win on s- Saturday, which would require. You should probably just put that thought out of your head right now. <laughs> it requires the second and first and second and third stringers to be injured. Um, like Carter, I know you're talking about like being the the voice of reason, or, like the calming voice. Like, what can you expound on that a little bit for me? It's for just the fact that okay, yes, like last season was a lot of fun. It was going eleven and two, winning a New Year's Six, firing on pretty much all cylinders on both sides of the ball, save yeah. for the secondary. Yeah. yeah, save for the secondary. Um. definitely did kind of elevate a lot of those things it was something that we kind of didn't really want to I think admit to ourselves as fans but they can't consistently run the ball um teams don't sell out for the run as much as they did last year so the passing game is is less effective uh and then just yeah and then on on defense I mean if your front seven's not getting a push uh it's going to leave your corners on islands for 10 seconds and a lot of times if that's the case they're not winning those matchups. Uh, but, I mean, look, largely, this is not Mel Tucker's team yet. Mm-hmm. They are not at the point where they're going to be every single year trying to win those 9-10 games. They are not at that point yet. It's going to take some time. Kenneth Walker's season and everything last year was an outlier year for a rebuilding team. It maybe made us think that a rebuild is, was going to go quicker than we initially thought because, you know, coming into 2020, we uh, thought Mel breaking had a lot news, of breaking, the breaking thing is, news. What's what? Up? Uh, Paul Chris just got fired. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah. Adam Rittenberg reported Paul oh Chris is out as Wisconsin coach. Jim Leonard will be team's interim coach. Announcement will be coming shortly. So I thought uh, it was the big that's one. That's a loss. That's a loss. <laughs> yeah, if Paul Chris was still coaching. We would have won, but whoa, yeah, that whoa. is that's a loss. They're gonna have the interim juice. Oh, I thought yeah. it was Hazelton. 
the, the way the way we broke that news, I thought it was Scotty Hazelton for a sec. But um, sorry, Carter, go ahead. Keep going. Well, it takes a lot of time. I think people don't understand how long it takes for college football programs to be built. I mean, you know, especially ones, especially Mel Tucker coming into the mess that D'Antonio left and all the digging out that he's had to do of that team. He still doesn't have his team. He loosely patched together a team that won a lot of games last year with transfers and things like that. And his foundation has not yet been built. And we haven't even started that phase yet. Like his recruits, like the guys he's brought in to grow and develop have, there's only a couple of them. Keon Coleman, Chuck Brantley. I mean, I don't know. You name me another one, I guess. I can't even think of anyone right now. Mostly the rest are still D'Antonio guys, especially on the offensive line and some of the defensive line too. Um, So this is going to take some time. And I think that even before the season last year, we saw signs like Mel was recruiting really well. He was doing a good job of quickly um, trying to, you know, get the last of those D'Antonio guys out. And that is where the, 10 years, $95 million contract came from. And that's what I just don't get people like making fun of Michigan state for is like, Oh, you paid him 95 million. I didn't. The school didn't. A couple billionaires did. So who cares? And the thing is, if Mel doesn't work out and who's, and we still don't know if he will or won't. I mean, I still think the signs are showing that he will, in my opinion, but even if he doesn't guess what we're rich, we'll go buy another coach. Well, we will, we have the money to go pay someone else. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mel's guys aren't there yet. That's the whole thing. I mean, obviously this isn't the exact comparison, but, but I mean, look at what Dabo, look what Dabo did with Clemson. Like Clemson was nothing for his first like four or five years there. And then that one year, everything clicked and they have not fallen off of the top of the college football landscape yet. And I'm not saying that we'll do that. It's just it is not easy to build a team up in like rebuilds don't take two to three years. They take five, six, seven years like it's going to take a while. And I think people's patience has shortened a bit after last season, but it just needs to go back down to you. Just We just need to recalibrate where we're at. Yeah, I we we have to lower expectations and I mean, shit, we were all around 10 and two, nine and three, you know, eight and four. And I mean, I was thinking eight and four was in the low end this year, but um, we, we could have seen these, co- these, these issues coming even in the first game of the year with Western, how we struggled at times and how, and Akron, like we said, when that pod started, that quarterback that was a starter for them was on pace for almost 500 yards. He was going to torch us and he was until he got hurt. So that game could have been drastically different from 52, nothing. Um, I Mel Tucker, I, I think is the guy. And I think if you sit there after a bad stretch and go, he's not the guy, I want you to tell me who you think is. Um, there's this dipshit that I was arguing with on Facebook and the MSU recruiting and news group that said like, well, his opinion's already invalid because he's probably racist. So. 
he's a boomer too. Oh yeah. Definitely. And he, he said like D'Antonio only had three games his whole tenure that he didn't compete. I'm like, uh, buddy, there were a lot, like there are a lot and that's nothing against him. I could think we could think of that horrible stretch in 2019 where they got shit pumped by Wisconsin, 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 uh, fucking, uh, Michigan 44, 10. And then Penn state came in and worked us what 28, nothing in the rain. Yeah, so like, that. like that's three games right there. And I'd argue there's some in 2018 where they didn't compete. And you, do we want to bring up 2016? <laughs> like, I mean, this guy was unbelievable. And I'm like, I think you're incredibly foolish to give up on Mel Tucker in three years because in 2009, people were wanting to give up on D'Antonio after a six and seven season where it didn't look great because, you know, we had that whole, <laughs> this is going to bring back memories, Glenn Winston thing where they like beat up people in the, in one of the cafeterias and then like half the team was suspended for that game or kicked out for the Alamo bowl. Um, this is a mostly D'Antonio team. And for the people who say that, like, oh, this guy also said that we, D'Antonio did not leave us in a bad spot. He, uh, buddy, do you want to go through good. his final three or four years of recruiting? Also, don't forget when D'Antonio left. D'Antonio left the day before National Signing Day. Like, that is that's 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 almost yeah. unforgivable and an awful situation for a coach to have to walk into. And he got and then his, go ahead, go ahead. And then a global pandemic shut yeah. recruiting down basically for fifteen months. He got pissed that he that people are trying to find his replacement because he had been hinting for years that he wanted to retire. He wanted to quit after thirty eight nothing to Alabama. Mark Hall's convinced him to stay. He wanted to quit after the Holiday Bowl. That's when I think he should have quit. That's when it really should have happened. And I said that last year. I think you guys remember me saying that. I've said that for years. He should have done that. We would yeah. be in a much better situation, even if we didn't have Mel Tucker. We would be fine. But I love Mark Antonio. But to sit here and just say we need him back or, like, this wouldn't have happened on his watch, it did happen. Just look three years ago. And if you think we could do better right now, I challenge you to show me who could do better that would be realistically available. And even then, we would have to pay them <laughs> Mel Tucker's contract. We would have to pay him of, $80 million. On top of the remainder of Mel Tucker's contract. Yeah. Like the, so, reason, Mel, like the reason Mel got that contract is because other programs around the country took notice of the work that he's done. And they thought, yeah, he's done a good job of already quickly turning this program around last year. Yes. Last year was a good sign of what things could be, but that's, it's more of like when things have finally fallen into place for him last year, we did kind of have a flash in a pan for sure. Yeah. But the sustained success that Mel, I think is going to build hasn't started yet. It's still, we're still looking at like, this is still like a 2020 type thing, but more than a 2021 thing. So we have to still develop this team. But the thing is, is like you see what like the potential is to build that program. And that's that's why that's why teams like LSU were looking at Mel and being like, okay, yeah, you know, we maybe are maybe we want to bring this guy in to do the same thing. So that's I mean, that's where the contract came from. And, it, and it's and it's the same thing. Sorry. So go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. 
that the rival fans are like, oh, he's going to leave. Tuck's leaving. Oh. And then it's like, no, he immediately saw the rumors and wanted to stay. And now it's, you know, now it's right back to, oh, you overpaid him again. So it's just, it, you know, you can't, you, you don't want to stoop to the level. I'm embarrassed that I did yesterday. But we either pay Mel, Mel Tucker last year or he entertains other offers. Or he walks into this year entertaining offers the entire time. It, I'm just so annoyed with our fan base right now. Like, there's just so much drama, like people making shit up about the locker room tension. Um, that's bullshit. And people are defending them by saying that they just need their account to growth to grow. Like, that's fucked up if you think about it. If you're like, hey, I need my friend's account to get followers. Let them, let him or her say bullshit about the team. Fuck that. And I'm not trying to pull my clown. I'm not trying to do a, a, a siren from 97.1, but I am good friends with a former captain of this team from 07. I can ask questions about things if I wanted to, but I'm not going to do that because I don't really care to start drama or. And he doesn't know what's going on in the fucking he, locker room. He doesn't He's, either. He's very close to the team. He talks to them, to a lot of the people who are still connected to the team. But I'm not going to abuse that. And like these, these, and it's just, it's worse when you make shit up about it. That's the worst part. And this season is going to spiral into something worse and worse. Like we're going to get fucking obliterated on Saturday. Wisconsin, hey, we might have a shot, but I think Wisconsin's going to have the interim juice um, that you see with a team. And, but you know, you never know. Next week is is a toss up, I think. But next week is an ass fucking. I mean, yeah. we are getting we're getting skull fucked. No, like, I, I didn't say next week in terms of Ohio wow. State. I meant Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin. Next I'm week. thinking this week since you know we're on Sundays now, so it makes yeah. it a little, feels a little different. Okay, gotcha. I'm thinking next week. I don't think it's going to be. I think we could lose. We very well could lose. I don't think it's going to be an ass kicking. Oh yeah, no. I thought you were talking about that's no. that's the game that'll make Scotty Hazelton look good for a couple weeks. October eighth will be a skull Bad. fucking. Bad. Um, in case, well, we can keep talking. Do you want to keep talking about this game or like? Because I was going to talk to you about the Ohio State game, but that'll probably be pretty short and sweet. I'm kind of. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm. I'm just over it. Like I just. This like, is depressing, man. This sucks. Feels kind of apathetic. I, I want to say I'm looking forward to basketball season, but then oh, I yeah. have to. I still kind of am, yeah. But I am. then I have, but but then I have to watch. But then the first game of the year, I have to watch Oscar Shibway give the business to two 18 year olds and Maddie Sissoko. So I'm I'm still <laughs> going to be happy to see it. Um, but like the thing that bugs me is that, like, I came off as a Peyton Thorn dick rider last night on Twitter. I definitely did. Do I think he's perfect? No, but. He is the best choice that we have right now to see. I thought he played team. fine yesterday. He played the fine. Tournament. There was some. There was one dickwad, and I know he's not going to listen to this, but you know who I who you know who you fucking are. I hope your fucking Packers lose tonight. That should <laughs> give it away. But he Payne Thorne was literally like seventeen of eighteen, and he's sitting there like, oh, his he should go to Kalamazoo with his daddy. I'm like. Are you a fucking moron? I'm like, oh yeah, you're a Packers fan. You don't fucking know football. And I battled him for a little bit, but I'm just sitting there like, what makes you think Mel Tucker's realistically is so stupid? He's gonna look at, say, for example, Kaden Hauser and go, hey, Kaden, 
here's the game ball. You're starting. You're starting today. Let's burn your red shirt. Yeah, Kane's gonna shit himself. <laughs> I mean, he's, right he, he, he's a gamer, but I mean, and I'm sure there's part of him that would be like, "What the fuck? I have to go up against Ohio State tonight." Like he'll literally do the Carl Havoc. I don't want to be around anymore for that whole game. But like Jay Johnson, I'm so disappointed in. Like we were all disappointed in Scotty, but like, my God, it, it I literally I wish I knew Photoshop because I would have made the Animorphs meme where he it's him and then it slowly morphs into Dave Warner. Because that's what this feels like I've been watching. It's like, it, it's predictable. It's yeah. predictable. And he was talking that's about the worst that, thing an offense can be. What's that article he had at the beginning of the year? I don't know who, I don't think it was Couch, but like it was someone like it was him saying, like, we have so many weapons and we're so dynamic. And you call fucking screen passes to like the sideline. You have Jaden Reed, who, who is a who is a big all Big Ten, you know, as I say, Pro Bowl, uh, you know, all American wide receiver caliber, and you know you have some great tight ends that can do damage. You have Trey Mosley, you have Keon Coleman, and you just you do these pussy plays. I don't get it. Now is that you're yeah, two and three, burger. in my opinion. Now is the time. Open up the playbook. Just you have to. I mean, you have to. Fucking call. You have to for anything. Saturday. Or, or if you're going to be a bitch, let Peyton do audibles. It can't be much worse than what you're cooking up, up up there. It's like his playbook is literally two pages. It's like one laminated sheet. I I don't get it. He's like doing Ask Madden and just running the same play over and over again. It's it's infuriating. He was still running up the middle on second and long when we were down by two scores. <laughs> I mean, I was sitting there watching the game and I was into it. We were down 13 to 14, but then like, you know, they just go right down the field and score again. And I'm, it's just depressing, man. It's, it's not fun to watch, but like a sicko, I'm going to show up on Saturday. I know Spartan dogs going. I paid money. I have to I really have a choice. You don't have to. I mean, it's your ticket. You do what you want. Oh, Oh, I thought something happened. Um, but you know, I'll be there. I'm gonna tailgate and try to get as drunk as I can before this game, so I can oh, enjoy it. I am blacking out. <laughs> I'm gonna try to sober up enough to go home, but like, I'm I'm just so bummed out by this, man. That this sucks. But you know, if we look back in in three or four years and like remember this shitty season and like. Mel Tucker's celebrating a Big Ten title or maybe something greater, it's going to be worth it because the, the shitty D'Antonio years at the beginning and kind of in the middle were worth it. And they, they were. Um, but I'm, I, I just can't believe this. Like, and we're a fucking, I knew we, we all knew we'd be an underdog to Ohio State at the beginning of the year, but we're a fucking 27 point underdog. At home against them this year. Grab Ohio, very grab Ohio State before it moves. Grab yeah, Ohio grab State it. before the line moves. It's going to move up to the near 30, I bet. I bet at kickoff it's going to be 30 31. Yep. Grab it. Grab it before the line moves. You That's free go money. Game. You're going to win. You, you, you'll you be looking at the score at halftime and going, I feel pretty good about this bet. Yeah. that You want to pay for drinks Saturday night? That's the bet you got to make. You know what's funny is Jackson Smith and Jigba probably won't even play, but it no. won't even matter. <laughs> they yeah, even joked Marvin... about it on game day on Saturday. They're like, they're like, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba, they play Rutgers today, Michigan State next week, and then they got a bye. And they go, oh, so three buys. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, we deserve all the shit coming our way. Oh yeah, definitely. For for this off season of the shit talking that all I did, we all did. We deserve to lick our wounds and take them. We do. And I'm not hiding for anything. I'm not being a little bitch like a certain Michigan Twitter account and deactivating after you know five or six losses. I'm not doing that. Like he should deactivate permanently, but whatever. He should have deactivated permanently. He owes me twenty bucks. Um, but it just sucks. It's it's not fun, but I, I'm I'm a masochist, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna spend my money and park and tailgate with my brothers, my family, you know, with Ryan and and Zanjo's coming back for this one, so it'll be nice. That we need we need Zanjo energy for this game just to get fucked up and blacked out. That's what we've been missing. I think I think we can blame <laughs> this all on Zanjo because Zanjo's been out of the country, right? No, he's he. He uh he got the Rona again for the Akron game, <laughs> and then uh, the Minnesota game he was at a wedding. So yeah, so um, that's there you go. <laughs> but we, yeah, if we win this game, it's going to be because he came back to for a season tickets. Um, whatever. You know, I'll um, throw it out there right now. Clip it. If, if we win on Saturday. Oh. What happened? Oh, it was uh, Rodgers almost got sacked, and he they Packers have to punt in overtime. Okay, as long as he didn't throw a pick, whatever. <laughs> um, if if Michigan State wins on Saturday, um, I will get, I will get whatever I will get whatever Lewis Johnson, whatever Lewis Johnson wants on my ass. You sure you want it? <laughs> no swastikas. No blood <laughs> toilet. No. Oh, uh, no slurs. Everything anything, else. Everything outside of those three things. Fair game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're going to be sweating at the fourth quarter. And we're down like 31 to 28 or just by some virtue of good luck and you're just gonna be sitting there like you know what i'll be so fucked up i for, i'll forget i'll i'll have said this and then lewis will text me and then i will have to make good on that bet and that's when i'll remember i make this bet but yeah clip it uh do whatever i don't care all right we'll, we'll wrap it up soon um it's kind of funny huh? it's kind of funny paul chris getting fired right after he loses to burt <laughs> It's and you know what, karma. man? And I saw karma. I saw a reply to uh, Rittenberg's tweet. Uh, because they fired Chris now and not at the end of the season, Burt remains the second most winningest coach at Wisconsin by a <laughs> single game over Paul Chris. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. Um, so speaking of – okay, I, I think uh, – so Carter's Falcons won today. They beat the uh, the massage the massage parlor team, the Cleveland Browns, um, twenty three twenty, right? Yep, yep. Um, Marcus Mariota masterclass. <laughs> well, <Or> Ar- <laughs> Arthur Smith masterclass. Yeah, it was uh, that. So, do we want? So I watched that Lions game, and I'm I'm, I'm mad they lost because I hate the Seahawks. But I root for two teams 
and neither one of them have a defensive coordinator with a brain cell. Um, Aaron it's Glenn, insane. Aaron Glenn, I mean, look at how hyped he was to start the offseason. Like, you know, he was almost the Saints head coach. Like, he almost got that job. I think he was probably the second-place guy. If it weren't for Dennis Allen, he probably is in New Orleans. And, I mean, I just don't get, like, in the NFL, like, you're – Seattle literally ran the same play, I swear to God, at least 20 times. That, like, little bootleg to – or that little scramble to the right and the tight end is wide open. Like, they ran that play at least 20 times. I, I don't understand how an NFL defensive coordinator doesn't adjust to that. And I understand that you – they have – a lot of injuries and a lot of, you know, starters are hurt, but that's something. Couldn't you kind of shift people over? Cause like Rodrigo was running for his life on those plays to catch the tight end. And he was just, it seemed like a major scheme issue, which is something that we're familiar with. And I, I don't know. I mean, SD, I'm not like the big, you know, I'm not the lines fan, but like what, what happens from here with this team? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Like I said to open, uh, I have two, I root for two football teams, and there is a combined zero brain cells between the defensive coordinators. Um, I, I I just I don't know I like I mean like this isn't like shardy bias or whatever. I have not been impressed with Aiden Hutchinson. Um, you know that Rashad Penny touchdown that pretty much sealed the game. Yeah. Uh, he just like completely blew contain and and went to the inside instead of like trying to stay on the edge. Uh, didn't understand what that was about. Um, that was absolutely fucking brutal. Um, and he hasn't been getting home. He hasn't been getting to the quarterback. Uh, it, it's, it's just not great. And when you have like people like, um, Armani Arwarie and Alex Anzalone as like your starting <laughs> linebackers and, and corners opposite Jeff Okuda. You're not going to be really set up for success. The only positive to take out of this season is that Jared Goff looks competent enough to where you don't have to draft his replacement. I told so you. I told you. You can go out and you can go get you can go get Will Anderson. And, you know, another corner who and a corner with your two first round picks that you'll have this year. And you can kind of reset the defense with a new coordinator next season. And you can kind of um, you can kind of set the record straight and, and just white knuckle Ben Johnson for as long as you can. Um, but, yeah, no, I think the I think ultimately. I, I think ultimately, like, I don't know. I, I need to see something out of this team. Like, it's just, like, we can't keep getting in track meets. Um, it's, it, it's ugly. I don't know. I, like, the only good thing about, like, the MSU being bad is, like, is, like, is, like, Molly for me. Because I'm so emotionally invested in MSU, I get so wrapped up in MSU 
that when they lose, I feel so down and depressed the next day. I don't know if we have any ecstasy users on the podcast right now. It feels like I've been an episode of Euphoria. But that ecstasy hangover (laughs) where, like, you fucking hate everything and you just want to fucking crawl crawl into a hole and fucking die. That's how I feel watching the Lions. Like, like I'm ambivalent. I don't even fucking care. Yeah, I I think Dan Campbell has to do something whether it's I don't I don't think he's going to do it mid-season but can't hurt at this point um I I mean I don't know who's behind Aaron Glenn in terms of who would be internally the best choice to call the defense if he were fired if it just keeps getting worse and worse and they're stuck at one win but I mean I'm I'm of the opinion that Scotty Hazelton being fired. I don't think it matters when you fire him now. I think it's. Yeah, no, I, I really it's don't. It's not going to get worse if you fire him. Right. I mean, it's like. not. I mean, I get the, I get the counter where like, you're not going to install a new scheme. In the middle of the right. Season. The logistics I get. Right. The logistics of firing him. I understand. But like, I don't know. Like at, <laughs> like at what point is like. At what point are you going to be like, are you going to take, are you going to like hold someone accountable and have, and like take responsibility for, for your, right. you know what I mean? That's kind of how I feel. Like, I feel I, like, I think if he's going to get fired, I think we're two and five and we lost to Wisconsin at homecoming. I think that would be the mid seat. I think that would be when it would happen. If we lose to Wisconsin, they both should be fired. I mean, straight Tucker. up. Talk, yeah, no, like oh, Hazleton, Hazleton and Johnson should both be fired <laughs> if we lose to Wisconsin. Yeah, interim head coach, homecoming game. If you go out there and you lose to that, that team hasn't had a pulse in a year and a half, right? And if you go out there, if you go out there and shit the bed and lose to them for your fifth straight loss, then you should. Then no one on. No one on that team outside of Brandon Jordan, because he's because he's actually useful at recruiting, should be employed that Monday. Yeah, I mean, look, I still Hazleton, like Courtney Hawkins, but yeah, I agree. Like Hazelton doesn't do shit; he just fucking sits there and cooks up an awful defense. He doesn't recruit, doesn't go out on the trail and help. Just sit there and collect his million dollars. What? Okay, paying the million dollars and then go bye bye. Do the Trump bye bye. Like, yeah, get get fucked, man. It's time to go. And yeah, maybe if Jay looks like shit the next two games, then you might just say we're gonna wait till the end of the season, let these two ride it out, and then just bow, just just bow out of both of them. I don't know. This is. This sucks, but the only thing I want to say if Mel Tucker listens to us is please put Eli Collins in the starting running back. Yeah, Eli's one. I think Eli has earned it. I, I think if there's one positive, like one thing that you to feel good about yourself, it's like it's that Eli Collins is still a productive is that Eli Collins has shown that he can still be a productive running. I mean, yeah. he. I think he's probably the best running back on the team right now. He's performing the best. I don't know if he's the most athletic. He deserves. De- he deserves a start on Saturday. 
Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I think Jalen Berger just kind of the O line doesn't help. No, but Berger is blind. Yeah, I think Jalen Berger can't find a hole. I don't know what Broussard's deal is. is Broussard really is just like Broussard looks like a baby deer on ice. I I don't get it. Yeah, that one boggles me. That this dude was twenty twenty Pac ten or Pac twelve offensive player of the year, and he can't really get on the field for us. Like, what happened? <laughs> well, like, I guess that just goes to show why. Uh, I guess it just goes to show why USC and UCLA are leaving. Yeah. Also, uh, the broke buffs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The broke buffs ate enough ramen and uh, found enough change. Returned enough to be able to pay Card Laurel's buyout. Yeah, eight and a half million or something, something like that. Yeah. Um, that's fucking hilarious that they fired him. Um, broke ass program. I really hope they don't come to the Big Ten someday. I really fucking hope they don't. Um, uh, Joe Exotic meme. How am I going to financially recover from this? <laughs> uh, I can laugh at them. Like there were people trying to ratio me on like the the response I said to one of the tweets, and I'm like, no, you know, you you don't get to laugh at us. You're zero and five, and you're like the worst team in college football. Like we are not at that point. Um, whatever. It's always good to be a Spartan compared to them. Uh, I don't have anything else to add to you guys. Just Pretty, I don't know. Just pray a lot next Saturday. <laughs> pray, pray we're competitive for at least a little bit. Like I'll take a quarter, man. I'll take fifteen minutes of competitiveness. If I get a saw, half of it, I'll be thrilled. You at least saw the defense play with a little bit of pride yesterday. Yes, like man, we're we're really fucking good at goal line stands. We yeah. are phenomenal at those, even without. All of our defensive line. No, yeah, that's amazing. Like we did it what twice against Washington, and then yesterday against Maryland when we you know, I thought that shit was over. Yeah, everybody's gonna win. You should just you should be going for it. Yeah, you should just always be going for it. There's really no point. And if we have we if we are trying to kick an extra point, I, I'm kind of on the fence that if we miss the first one, we just go, go for, for two. We go just for go two for the rest two. of the game. Yeah. If you're if you're at the 30, if you're at the 30, if you're at your own 30 or beyond, you should be going for it on front. You should be going for it unless it's like fourth and if it's fourth and nine or longer. Yeah, I would probably say punt it. But if you're like fourth and eight and in, then just go for it. Like what harm is there? Like that's the thing, too, is like you're just like you're. Like they're coaching like nothing's wrong. Like that's the the, the other thing that pisses me off. I, right? I they're really, coaching. They're coaching like they're coaching like everything's fine. Like everything's not fine. Like you lost your third straight, and you're basically like walking into. You're basically like. You're basically like. You're basically like pu- putting up. You're basically like putting a gun to your forehead. Next weekend. And you're like, and you're just going to sit there and be like, and be like the dog in the house on fire. This is fine. I'm going to be furious about something that Mel Tucker says tomorrow. It's going to be more coach speak. It's going to be more uh, 
I mean, at this point, like, I trust I, I my staff. Even, like, it's going to be that bullshit. Mad. At this point, I can't even get mad about it because I know it's coming. Right? That's it's still going to make me pissed off. That's the only thing that, I mean, like, that's the only thing. It's like, it doesn't piss me off where I get animated anymore. Like, it's just like, it's like hearing, it's like you have, and I can speak from personal experience because I'm going through this right now. It's like when you have a shitty boss. And like he keeps repeating a mantra he read in like a book about leadership or whatever, and he repeats that mantra over and over and over. And at a certain point, you just learn to like, you just learn to like filter it out. I just don't fucking get it, man. It's just like I don't know. Like I just want like. Like, I just want something, you know what I mean? Like, I just want, like, animate. Like, I just want to see Mel do something. Like, even if it's, like, misguided and, like, throwing a player under the, like, throwing Peyton Thorne under the bus for refusing to practice, like, I don't fucking care. Like, just fucking do it. Like, give me something. Show me that, like, you recognize something is wrong and you're willing to fix it. Fire, don't fire Hazleton, fine. Fire Harlan. Who cares? Fire Harlan. Fire, fire Jay John. Fire someone. Ross Just Ells. Fire Ross Ells. Ross Ells should have been fired after 2020. <laughs> he did the, old, sh- did the old shuffle with him. Show me you rec- show me you recognize that something is wrong. Because if you're going to go out there and you're going to go neutral mindset, keep chopping, you're going to be relentless, ball security is job security, compete to play, compete to stay. I have faith in the staff. I have faith in my guys. Like, then just don't, like, I understand you're contractually obligated to hold these press conferences, but you might as well just save your voice and just, like, play, play off a soundboard. Because I'm not, I don't really care. You're not getting anything. And then you're just doing that to appease fucking fat fuck Solari, uh, who's writing down, who's writing down the same six things you always say every week in between bites of salami. <laughs> it's bad. It's yeah, this sucks. Um Whatever, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But maybe if Scotty Hazelton suddenly gets fired, I think it would have happened today. But uh, maybe he gets fired over the week. We'll uh, I'll hop on and do an emergency pod. But whatever, eat Arby's. Life is short. Um, all right. Anyone got anything else to add? Uh, drink a lot on Saturday. Yes. Drink a lot. Drink a lot. Uh, do you know how? Do you know how alcohol ads are legally required to say, please drink responsibly? <laughs> uh, we are not legally required to say that. So drink irresponsibly. But mix a water in between. Don't get dehydrated. Yeah. yeah. Drink a water. Mix in a water every now and again. And have a little bit of food. You'll be all right. Yep. Get a good base going. Have some carbs. Get yourself a pretzel at Spartan Stadium. Come, come uh, by my tailgate. I'll be cooking burgers and hot dogs. So And, you know, we'll just whatever. Carter, you got anything to add? I'm not getting any feedback, I think. (laughs) 
that's a perfect way to end this pod. All right. We'll see everyone next week. Um, whatever. Fellas, go green. Go white. Go white. <laughs>